Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Enjoy a tall, cool dude. I grew up like most kids, worried I couldn't bench two plates, that I wouldn't fit in, that I wouldn't find love. Then I discovered partying, and suddenly all those worries went to the wayside. I didn't need love. I had keg stands. I discovered I was great at raging, and it revealed wonderful things about myself. I could relate to bros, regardless of what kind of bro they were. I could be at a party and moon people, and everyone would laugh, you know, be witty. Or... I could play beer pong and compete with real integrity. In short, I fulfilled my potential. The Nightcap on WGR Sports Radio 550. I just had a very interesting five minutes. I, you know what? I was fired up. I was ready to go for the show. Like, all right, I'll have a little coffee. I normally have like a cup before the show. I'm like, I'll have half a cup of coffee to get ready here. But I'm feeling good. Like, I, I got stuff I want to talk about. I've had stuff I wanted to talk about. I didn't feel like I had to, you know, have the extra strides to figuring out, like, what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, there's stuff on the Sabres. There's a lot of football. Bulldog and Sal earlier today doing their exercise, putting quarterbacks in specific landing spots, really got me thinking and, like, itching for the show to start. So I go out there. Brendan Keeney, Joe DiBiase here on the Nightcap, by the way. And I go out there to get the coffee, I, I pour it in, and I'm out of nut pods. Do you know what nut pods are? That sounds dirty. <laughs> it does actually sound dirty. And I, No, I sure, have I'm, no idea what a nut pod is. I don't is. know if there's an alternative to what it is, but um, no, a nut, nut pod is like a coconut almond creamer. It's dairy-free creamer, essentially. Mm. It's leftover from the Whole30 uh, challenge that I did in... January, where you can't have any sugar, you can't have any dairy, you can't really do anything like that. So it was left over from that. It's good, but I was out. So I'm looking around in the fridge. I'm like, okay, does anybody have any creamer that I can, that I can, are you a coffee drinker, by the way? Not at all. So this conversation is like a completely foreign concept to you. Like I could be speaking Mandarin for, yeah. for, for, this the is the first I've heard of nut pods. Okay. that That's fine. I feel like even coffee drinkers might not have heard of that. It's not like a super common thing. I probably didn't know what it was a year ago. Um, but anyways, I'm looking around in the fridge. I'm looking for some creamer. Like, I skim a bum a little creamer off somebody. Uh, there's nothing in the fridge. Well, you know what there is in the fr- And I also don't do the dairy-free, the dairy-free, or it's not even dairy-free, but the powdered uh, creamer. They Like, it's in a can, and I don't even know, like, it's very, I've tried it once. It was disgusting to me. I'm never going back to that. That's available. I'm saying no. 
What I see in the fridge is a can of whipped cream. And my first thought is, like, I've done this before. It tastes good. It's not healthy. It essentially makes my coffee, you know, relatively healthy to completely unhealthy. But I'm not having that much anyway. I'll just put a little whipped cream in there. I open this whipped cream can, and I swear to you, it's like it was booby-trapped. Like Everywhere? No, not even that. It was empty, by the way. So at the end of the day, I don't even get what I was looking for. The I open this whipped cream. I take the little plastic lid off of the top, and it just explodes. <laughs> In terms of like the aerosol, the air coming out of the can, yeah, like it shoots out, and the top of this can, like the little plastic part at the top, it's like somebody took a took a sharpener. And like like someone had some bad intentions. If Are you someone okay? was gonna go touch their whipped cream, I'm fine. I actually, interestingly, have a perfect S shaped cut on my on my hand. I am not accusing anybody of anything. But if somebody was gonna booby trap a whipped cream so that nobody would touch it because it was theirs, and their name started with S, like I don't know. They could have done that. Someone could have pulled that off. I'm telling you, it's an S. Like, I don't know if you could see it from there. It's not like that bad a cut. Like it's not gonna scar. Let's I hope. See. Who, because if I have a weird who S in the building scar starts with S, Shope. Shope did it, maybe. Simon. Howard. Okay. There's two Simons. Guys at the station here. John and Howard. Um. Th- okay, so that's at least two. There are people. I'm just saying it's weird that I have an S-shaped cut. And, like, like, yeah, I hope it doesn't scar. It's not going to, but it would be weird to explain to people why there's an S. That would be a good story, though. Was it a good story? Well, this is terrifying. I then, by the way, stupidly, I'm like, okay, I don't know where this whipped cream has been. I feel like, just to make sure it doesn't get infected, this wasn't stupid, it was smart, I guess, but just to make sure it's not infected, I'm going to throw some hand sanitizer on my hands, rub it together a little bit. That felt good, I bet. Oh my, (laughs) is that the worst pain in the world or what? I doubt it. I have a hard time thinking I could go up to someone who's given birth and be like, you know what? (laughs) I know exactly what you've been through. I had a little cut on my hand once and forgot. Put some some hand sanitizer on it. Listen, (laughs) let me tell you about pain. (laughs) No, you're probably right, but still, oh my gosh. And then it like stiffens up after... I mean, everything that was in my head that we were going to talk about tonight just immediately out the window because of this whole ordeal. And I am not I'm not accusing anybody. I am also not dismissing the possibility that somebody in this building booby-trapped a can of whipped cream. Mm. Just saying. All right. We uh, could talk about sports. We, we should talk about sports. And I, I didn't really throw all of those thoughts out the window. I want to get to <laughs> Je- Jeff Skinner. I have done a lot on him on my podcast, Locked on Sabres, so I feel like I've almost beaten it to death, but I haven't here on the show. So we'll get to him and the fact that he's now been scratched for a second game in a row. And if you didn't hear TSN's Travis Yost with Bulldog and Sal earlier, I urge you to go find that on demand. because. So we cut up the audio or the interviews after it's over, and Travis, 21 cuts of what he said in that interview – Five through 17. That's 12 cuts all about Skinner. Like, Travis was heated about it. He came with information. He came with 
good stuff on Jeff Skinner and the whole ordeal that is going on with Ralph Kruger. We're not going to do that now, but I want to get to that at some point uh, on tonight's show. But where I do want to start is this quarterback exercise that Sal and Bulldog did earlier today. Sal determined what he, in his opinion, he thought were all of the teams where he was at least 75% confident that they were going to have their starting quarter, like they have their starting quarterback in place. So Josh Allen, for instance, he's already got written down in there. He's got Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, like the guys we are sure of, he's already got in there. He has Tonga Vailoa for the Dolphins. He does, and Sal's reasoning for that was he is doing this for the purposes of he does not think Deshaun Watson is getting traded. He actually did two, one where Watson is traded, one where he isn't. But he went with the one where Watson isn't traded as his main one because he doesn't think it's going to happen. I wouldn't do that. I would include Watson. I would not have Miami already marked down as Tagovailoa for this exercise. And then all of those other teams, Carolina, New Orleans, Chicago, Washington, all of these teams are teams that we can take a look at, and I think we can put, take our stab at who's going to end up in these spots. And I'm not going to stick exactly to Sal's because, like, Minnesota, for instance, he, what would you do with Minnesota? He has that empty. He's not 75% confident that Kirk Cousins is going to be their starting quarterback. I would be. I'm pretty confident that he'll be their quarterback. I wouldn't be at 100 for him. I'd be at about 90%. Okay, but that even leaves 10%. It's better than, like, you know, Buffalo. It's I, would be, I would be confident enough to pen him in there. Okay. So we'll get to the NFC, but let's let's do this exercise ourselves. And I have some hot takes in the NFC. Love so hot I, takes. I'm excited to get to that, but let's 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 crank through the AFC here first. The AFC East is Allen and then to me it's an open field. I think Miami though is going to be Tua or Watson. Now I will also say I think if Watson gets traded, I do think it is to Miami. There's all this talk about Carolina and how like the owner is obsessed with getting a franchise quarterback. And I, I wouldn't doubt that they might be more motivated than the Dolphins are to get Watson. Maybe Carolina is calling Houston every single day right now, even though they've been told like they are stalking the Texans maybe right now. Maybe Miami's just hanging out waiting for Houston to call them. But I think at the end of the day, if Watson is traded, it'll be to Miami because I think they have the most appealing offer to the Texans, who at the end of the day will control where Deshaun Watson goes to at least some extent. And if Watson's okay with the idea of Miami, that's the landing spot for me because of that third overall pick. And Tua. Like Carolina, everyone's putting Teddy Bridgewater in these make-believe trades to the Texans. Why would Houston want Teddy Bridgewater? Unless they really believe that that guy can be a franchise quarterback, I think you'd be crazy to think that about Bridgewater at this point in his career. I would rather have Tua over him, but either way, I'd rather have a rookie and I'd much rather be slotted third than eighth. So I think Miami is Deshaun Watson if Watson gets traded. And Miami, don't forget, has the 18th pick in the draft as well. If right. they decide they want to get, I don't want to say desperate, because a lot of teams should be desperate for Deshaun Watson, but if they will, if that requires more capital, they have the draft capital to do it. It, it, it just seems like so much sense for Deshaun Watson to be a Dolphin. And I hate to say that because I do not want to see him be a Dolphin in any way, shape, or form. Like, that's actually the most scary scenario as a Bills fan, I would say, is Deshaun Watson coming to 
the Dolphins with mm-hmm. a with a roster and a coaching staff that is very close. Very good coaching staff, but that roster is right on the verge. They need a quarterback, but their defense is in place, and they need a couple more playmakers, but they're right there. So that's scary to me. It just seems like it makes so much sense. And, you know, I'm not sure. It seems like the Texans are are digging in, and that's at least the latest reports, right? Unless I've heard, Unless anything has come up recently. But to me, it it sounds like Houston is really digging in that Watson will still be their quarterback. Yeah. Let's play some NFL music, by the way, while we're doing this. Also, this cut is in such an annoying spot. Like, I'm getting distracted by it. It's like between your thumb and it's like lower thumb, like right where your thumb meets your hand. Got to get past it. We got to play injured here. Um, Let's move on to New England. There were odds released today by two different sites. I'm going to use Bet Online for okay. this because I actually also thought the other site, I think SportsBetting.com, was the one that first released Patriot quarterback odds. Very strange. Like they had Blaine Gabbert up near the top. They had Garoppolo nowhere. Like they, they Watson was only plus a thousand, I believe, yeah. if that's the same. And that seems like really decent odds. Yeah, Th- those ones were strange though. Let- let's go with Bet Online for this for the purposes of this and what New England will end up with. Those odds, Mariota still the favorite, plus three hundred. You have three guys coming in at plus five hundred with Cam Newton, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jared Stidham at plus six hundred, Andy Dalton, Mac Jones at plus seven hundred, Trey Lance nine hundred, and Derek Carr at twelve hundred. I will choose Mac Jones for the Patriots. Ooh. I think he will be a first round quarterback. I think New England makes the most sense of those teams in the middle of the draft, and I don't think they'll have enough capital to get up to get even the fourth guy, if that's Trey Lance. Like, I wouldn't discount that possibility. They could get him, but I think Jones is more likely. Plus, if you want it, you've got that Saban-Belichick connection, Alabama uh, and New England. I think Jones makes sense for the Patriots. I think they draft him in the first round, and I think he starts – Week one. I think if they draft him, not. I, I think if they draft him, he starts week one. I'll just say that. Could you imagine being Mac Jones in this scenario, which I do like, by the way, Joe. I, I think that's interesting. I have seen Mac Jones mocked to New England in the middle of the first round several times. Like, it's not anything crazy or some mind-blowing idea at this point. Will he be the starter? Who knows? But if you were to get drafted, I, I do think that's a logical landing spot. Could you imagine being Mac Jones, though? going from Alabama and the star power they have relative to their competition to New England, who might have the worst set of playmakers in the NFL currently. <laughs> it would be It awful. would be a night and day scenario. I think he would also do probably pretty bad, at least in his rookie season. I don't think it's going to – I don't think that would go well. I would – this is why the Mac Jones starting – has me somewhat concerned. I don't think they would start Mac Jones right away unless they got a serious infusion of talent into that roster. Because you're setting up your rookie quarterback to fail with what they have there. That's what you're doing. So my my take on New England is that they would get a guy like Mariota okay. and then also draft a guy like okay. Mac Jones. They could do both. That's right. Um, 
they have I think they have to take a big swing though at the quarterback position. That's why like these odds, would you say plus 600 for Stidham yes. and plus 500 for Newton just don't make any sense to me cuz I just I don't see that happening. They're getting a lot of flack for not addressing the quarterback situation better or earlier last offseason. They got to do it. See, the only thing I could see happening is like for Stidham or Newton, if their big swing is like a draft pick and then they're just the guy that starts the season because NFL teams just do that for right. some reason. Okay. Like, that could happen, but no, you're right in calling out the possibility, like, saying there shouldn't be any chance that Stenham or Newton are, like, their their A game. Like, that's their plan going in. I don't think no matter what that's happening. They'll do something. Um, okay, so you've got Mariota for New England, and I've got Mac Jones. Let's go to the Jets. I don't believe any of the rumors that they're they're actually kind of a couple weeks old now anyway. They're being replaced with trade rumors that Sam Darnold will return. No, uh, no I don't way. think there's any chance it's happening. I think Zach Wilson is their quarterback next year. I think he'll be – I don't even know if I care who goes second. I, I think, definitely do not. I think there's a lot out there about the, connecting the Jets to Wilson so far. I think that's going to be their pick. So I'll to be different from you because I think it is kind of a coin flip at this point. I have seen Wilson go to a lot in recent mock drafts, but who really knows? Uh, I'll I'll say Fields is going to be the quarterback for the Jets next year. Wilson is the favorite to go second overall. By how much? Do you know? Barely. Oh, uh, right. Uh, kind I of a coin flip. Yeah. Last I saw it was like plus two fifty versus plus three hundred. Right. That's really about close. a coin flip. So uh, and then Lawrence was like really far down. Obviously. Um, Okay, so that's the AFC East. The AFC North, are we okay just penciling in the four guys? Mayfield, Jackson, Burrow. We yeah. could have talked about Roethlisberger a week ago, but it's out there now the owner's going to announce. North seems set. Yeah. Hopefully Burrow's ready to come back in September. Okay, the South is almost set. Wentz and Indy, Lawrence and Jacksonville, Tannehill and Tennessee. What do you want to do with Houston? I don't think there's any chance it's Watson. Really? I think Watson could be on the roster, but I think if he's on that roster, I think he's going to stay true to his word. He is not playing for that team, at least to start the year. We had John McClain last week from the Houston Chronicle. His prediction was Watson would play week 10 in order to accrue that season off of his contract. Maybe that happens. I don't think he's there week one. I think I think Houston is... Well, I have... I guess I should go with my Miami pick, too, because I have... Watson in Miami. I think Houston ends up with Justin Fields. I don't think they'll go with Tua. I think they'll be. In, I have Tua going somewhere else. I've got Justin Fields to Houston at the, with the third overall pick. So, oh no, I'm sorry. I was about to say. So you in this, you're saying that uh, no, Watson's no. getting traded to the Dolphins. Yes, you are. Why am I mixed up there? Well, the, Wilson. To Houston the Jets. has Houston finished third worst. But the Dolphins have their pick, so that's you're probably getting mixed up there. Unless okay, you actually right think the pick's getting traded back. No, no, no. I got, just got spun around in my own head. No, you're good. I, I think Justin Fields will be Houston. Watson will go to Miami. Oh, so you are then. I did. I had Watson to Miami. Okay. Yeah. All right. Watson to Miami. Ugh. Hey, Watson stop. to Miami. They'll trade him the third pick, and I think Houston will draft Justin Fields. Sorry. Just to clarify that for no, that No, makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, what would you do with Houston? Oh, that's so tough. Because, um, like, also, what do they do if Watson is still there and he says, I'm not playing? I, their, backup, <sighs> their backup, if you want it, is A.J. McCarron. 
<laughs> by the way. Here's my thing. I think Watson is going to be on the roster for Houston. As of right now, as of February 24th, I think to start the season, come September, Deshaun Watson will be a Houston Texan. Do I think he will start week one? Do I think he will hold out? I think he's going to hold out, but I think both sides are dug in right now. And so the information right now, I think both sides are dug in. Watson will be a Texan, but he also won't start week one. Okay. Um, so we're good on the AFC South. Let's do the AFC West, and we'll take a break, and we'll get into some of those NFC teams. I'm going to want a few extra minutes for some of my scenarios I got there. Uh, Casey's easy. Mahomes, Vegas right now, it seems Derek Carr is pretty entrenched. They're actually talking contract extension. Uh, the Chargers, obviously, is Justin Herbert. And then you have Denver. It seems to me like it's Drew Locke or Deshaun Watson. And because I don't have Watson going there, I don't think Denver... Watson might be interested in Denver. I don't think Denver's got enough to compete with these other teams. And I don't also don't think they sound like they have the motivation that Carolina does. Carolina might say, hey, to beat Miami's third overall pick, we'll give you a four first. Like, they might go crazy. I don't think I see Denver doing that. So I'll say they are Drew Locke. That's not what I would do if I were them. Sal had an interesting pick for them, by the way, before I turn it over to you. So I have Drew Locke. Sal had Kirk Cousins to Denver because John Elway's no longer the GM. Their new GM, George Patton, was in the Vikings' front office when they signed Kirk Cousins to that big contract. And you know what? It satisfies Elway, like tall quarterback, pocket passer. Something about Cousins does seem like it could happen to me. I could see him in a Bronco uniform in that offense. Um, but I'll go with Drew Locke is my prediction. Yeah, I'm going to go with Drew Locke as well. I don't see... Now, here's a scenario. If a big-name quarterback, and by that I mean Lawrence, Fields, Wilson, or Lance, drops to nine, I think they have a serious decision to make. Are they a team that's interested in trading up? I don't know. Like, here's my thing. Drew Locke is a project. You knew that when you drafted him in the second round a couple years ago. So he's shown enough, in my opinion, to at least still be intrigued in him. Like, you're not throwing him out completely. I think he has shown enough to still be interested. Now, and, and that's why I wouldn't give, give up an asset to trade up for one of these quarterbacks. But if one falls to you, I think it becomes a very interesting decision in the war room in Denver. Me too. They, there's nothing also, it's like radio silent out of Denver right now. Like, yeah. There's nothing. So maybe they're doing that because they know how unlikely the Watson situation is and that they probably are headed for Drew Locke. D better question for them actually might be who plays their final game of the season. Because Locke is one of those candidates, Drew Locke, Daniel Jones, I think about for this a lot too, guys that probably start the year, but I don't think I'd pick them to finish the year. Like they're, those. that's year three for both of them. I think midpoint of the season, Locke yeah. and Jones are benched. Yeah, Locke's only had like a year and a half. Yeah, less than Jones. Yes. Jones came in pretty early. Um, that's right. So maybe Locke does last longer than Jones, but I think both end up getting benched at some point. I don't think either are that good at all. Um, okay, well, there's the AFC. We will do some on the NFC. Washington, Chicago, Carolina is the mo maybe the most interesting team in the league right now because they we don't know who their quarterback is going to be and when you hear about the owner being obsessed with getting a franchise quarterback they could do anything so we'll talk about the panthers 
as well. And we will get to Jeff Skinner at some point on tonight's show as well. 803-0550 is the phone number. If you've got one pick you like for a quarterback, team, landing spot, marriage um, this offseason, let us know at 803-0550. We'll get some calls in as well as we progress here on the Nightcap. Jody Biasi and Brendan Keeney here on WGR. I think all three are determined to get better at that position. Even if the Dolphins stay put with Tua, I think you'll see an overall better class in the AFC East because they know they got outclassed this year. They just didn't have enough there. The Patriots, with the cap space they have, over $50 million. It's not just about the quarterback for them, but I know they're going to be aggressive. From what I've heard, it's not a rebuild situation there by any stretch. You know, They're going to add pieces, they're going to re-sign pieces, and they're going to explore all quarterback options, whether that's a Marcus Mariota that's more of, say, a bargain, and you could make a trade for him for maybe a mid-round pick with Las Vegas, or because the free agent route they, they know they have to do something that is espn's jeremy fowler one of the rapidly growing insiders in the league a couple years ago he was just like the steelers beat guy for espn like he's out there breaking news that you see Schefter do a lot um he's right in new england having to do something me and brendan both have them doing something i've got them on mac jones quarterback from alabama they pick 15th. Could they They could get Mac Jones if they just stay, right? That's not a guy you have to trade up I for. I think so. It depends on the run of quarterbacks, I would imagine. Like, could a team get desperate and leapfrog the yeah. Patriots to get Mac Jones if the other four guys are gone? Let's get to the NFC in a second, but real quick, let's look at that. Behind them, Arizona, no. Vegas, no. Miami, no. No. Washington at 19. We'll get to them. Chicago at 20. We'll get to them, but those are both possibilities. For that. In front of them, by the way, teams they might think they have to leapfrog. Minnesota? Mm. May, it could. I, they wouldn't be on high on my list. Right. Uh, the Chargers, no. San Francisco, I feel like they've got no. bigger plans than that. And then. They're in win now mode. Dallas at 10. We'll get to them too, but I don't have them on Mac Jones. Um, okay, let's get to the NFC and quarterbacks that uh, we think we could see ending up in these openings. Sal and Bulldog did an exercise earlier where they filled in all of the spots where we're not confident on who's going to be their guy, and we put a guy there. Before we actually get to our own picks, though, let's go to the phones. Rich in Buffalo has got a prediction that involves the NFC. Rich, you're on the nightcap. What's up? Is this Sneaky Joe? It is. Oh, I love listening to you, man. You're, you made me a lot of money when your fantasy segment, <laughs> so I appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> Little thing that's going to curl your hair. How about this? Carolina trades McCaffrey and their first-round pick, which is eight, correct? Yep. To Watson. Obviously, Houston gets their stud running back for a number of years. And with the eighth pick, I'm sure they can get one of the available quarterbacks that are coming in the draft. And then, obviously, Carolina gets their stud quarterback. What's your thoughts on that? Thank you for the call, Rich. One, I think it would cost more than just one first with McCaffrey. Yeah. Dave Newton of ESPN last week, his bold prediction got mistaken as a report. It was a prediction, um, bold prediction, that McCaffrey in three firsts would go to Houston for Watson. That, to me, seems more realistic. But anyways, the point remains, Carolina, or not Carolina, Houston's guy could end up being that eighth pick. Could. They're in the running. We'll get to Carolina in a second. Let's start, though, in the NFC East. Sal, by the way, only has one opening. I think there should be three. 
Really? And I think you could even make an argument for four, although I want I want to hear more about the Giants being willing to do something. I see one. You see one? You think it's Washington? Would you agree with Sal? Yes. Okay. I think just from listening to my brother on the Locked On Eagles podcast and his Twitter account, I don't know how much of it I'm getting mixed up in what he thinks is going to happen and what he wants to have happen, but it seems like there is an intense debate going on within Eagles fans right now of whether to draft a quarterback at six or to go ahead with Jalen Hurts. And you had that management source last week tell a reporter that he, the the guy in the league that talked to uh, Albert Breer, I think, was the reporter, he said he thinks Philly will take a quarterback at six. Wow. I don't think they should. I like Hurts. Oh, I think they should. You, so we're the opposite here. We're the, uh, <laughs> I, like I don't think Hertz. they will, but I think they should. And I think they could, and I don't think they should. But you don't see that happening. So you're gonna have you would have Jalen Hurts in there. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be the, the starter I come would, September. I would still also have Hurts, but again, I am not discounting the possibility that if Trey Lance is on the board at six, that they might do that. Um, I don't know how I feel about them as an idea of moving up, but that's how I feel about them if they're slotted at six. But anyways, we both have Hurts. We both have Daniel Jones, I'm sure. You yes. obviously have Dak Prescott in Dallas. I do not have Dak Prescott in Dallas. As a sure lock? You no, think that's going to be a problem? I don't even have him in there. You think, he, you think Dak Prescott is going to be at a different organization come September? That I'm not as confident. So is it like my Watson take where he could be a, yes. a member of the roster? But yes. I'm, okay. I'm taken from my boy Troy Aikman last week saying that he's heard that Prescott will not play on the franchise tag this season. It will not happen. And I don't know who budges on this contract negotiation. It seems like from the get-go which was over a year ago now. Dallas wants to do a long-term deal. Prescott wants a two- or three-year deal. Fast forward 13 months. Dallas wants a long-term deal. Prescott wants a two- or three-year deal. Nobody's moved. Like the, they've, Their lawns, lines in the sand have been drawn. And now if I'm adding into that, that Prescott won't play on the tag, I don't think he starts week one. Not just because of the injury. I'm not even factoring the injury into this, although that's a possibility as well. I think that's a real hard negotiation. I don't know what the Cowboys are waiting for. They, by the way, have shown the willingness to take it all the way up to the season. Ezekiel Elliott held out a couple years ago. He missed the first game of the season with a holdout. I don't get the Cowboys' play here. I don't, I don't get, get it. it. Either. I don't get it. I Dak get is it. good enough to be a fr- He's a franchise quarterback. They should give him whatever he wants. If he wants... I mean, the money they might even agree on. If he only wants a three-year deal, give him the three-year deal. I agree. Like, I, Why drag this out? Why even take the chance of alienating him even more? I have to imagine that's not like a cushy relationship right now. I don't know that for certain, but I I can't imagine that. Mm. I mean, there's just been a lot of drama for, what, two years now? About what was going to happen with Dak yep. and the Cowboys? Yep. I have... I I'm, still think he's going to be the quarterback, though. I'm taking it a step further. Okay. I have Prescott to Carolina. Wow. I think Carolina is going to lose out on Deshaun Watson. I think their owner is indeed desperate or obsessed, and I think they will trade the eighth overall pick and maybe two, three other first-round picks, and they will trade for Dak Prescott. If I'm the Cowboys, I seriously consider that too. I would too. And I think they, I think Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones is the type of guy, he wants to win. 
And if he doesn't feel like he can win a contract negotiation with Dak Prescott, he'll he'll consider three first round picks, maybe plus something else, as a win. And then they would have eight and ten. They would have eight and ten. So for Dallas, I have Trey Lance with the eighth overall pick. That would be enough ammunition to go up and get a guy. Say That's the Dol- also right. Say the Dolphins don't want to take a quarterback. They decide they they're going to stick with Tua for the time being. Eight and ten gets you three. Without question. For sure, right? It might even would it take eight and ten? I don't know. But the bottom yeah. line is they without question have the most ammunition to move up. Yep. And ask yourself this. Do you rather have Dak Prescott or would you rather have Justin Fields and two first round picks? Two other first round picks. I think I would I think I'd take Prescott. I think I would take Prescott too, but I'm at least having a debate. Yeah. Internally, I probably have a split organization if it's a decision right. like that. Um so I think I don't think we should at least gloss over the Prescott part of this. Um, okay, so that's what I have for Dallas. What do you think for Washington? There was a interesting idea from Matt Miller at Bleacher Report today that a Gardner Minshew Alex Smith trade makes sense. Alex Smith, coached by Urban Meyer at Utah, he'll go in as the veteran, the 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 teacher to Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville with his old head coach. There was this story today, obviously, from Smith and GQ that Washington didn't even want him last year. Like, they couldn't cut him because of his story, but he was not a part of their plans. Like, he was not really – he did not give high marks to Washington's organization. I think he's done there. And Minshew, I I don't think he gets a starting job, but I I like this idea enough where I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with Gardner Minshew as the starting quarterback in Washington. If you look at his 16-game pace so far in his career – 3,800 yards, 26 touchdowns, 8 picks, 400 rushing yards. The numbers are there. I think they're definitely inflated by you know, him being down all the time in Jacksonville. But I think he's a good enough quarterback that Washington could do something like that. I'm going to say Sam Darnold. Ooh, I like this. Okay. I'm, that's going to be my, my you, trade scenario. I think Sam Darnold makes sense to a team like Washington. Here's the thing. I don't think Washington has a lot of pressure from their division. Maybe Dallas. Maybe Dallas can have a good year. If, if Dak is back and he is fully recovered from the injury, Dallas might be the favorites. But I think Washington is right there of being, at the very worst, a 500 team. If they think that with good coaching, which I think they have now with Rivera, they can revive Sam Darnold's talent and career... I think that's a very interesting move. Okay. And makes sense. I like that. Do you, would you have them giving up 19? For Sam Darnold? No. Okay. Second round pick? Maybe like the 99th pick. Okay. <laughs> uh, I that's like another that. thing. Like, I don't think it would cost much to get to get Darnold. Okay. Let's, uh, let's move on then. We're going to have time to talk about Jeff Skinner at some point here. We will. We'll carve out a few minutes. Um, okay, let's go to the north. Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit. Would you have Goff in Detroit? Yes. I would. Um, Green Bay, Rodgers, obviously. Minnesota, I think they could trade Cousins, but I'm going to keep Cousins in Minnesota. Yeah. I think they want to throw the ball more, and it's a big dead cap number. Like, they would have to commit to that. Um, so I think Minnesota is still Kirk Cousins. Chicago, Chicago, I think, is Sam Darnold. I have a hard time putting Darnold anywhere. I don't know if he makes a ton of sense with the Bears, but I don't really know what else Chicago is going to do. So That's kind of where I'm at with Washington. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go with um Actually, you know what? Can I I'm gonna go back. I forgot about a guy. You can do whatever you want, Joe. Ch Chicago, I'm gonna keep with Darnold. I'm gonna go Tua for Washington. I'm just You don't think Tua there. would be involved in a trade back to the Texans? No, I don't think the Texans I think the Texans will want a rookie. Hmm. Maybe the Texans take Tua and then they trade him in turn for another first. It's interesting. But I'll put Tua in Washington. What what is just the, because what's the what's the cost of Tua? Nineteen. Whoa. Would you feel comfortable if the Bills had the nineteenth pick in the draft and assuming they didn't have a franchise no. quarterback, would you feel comfortable trading nineteen for Tua? No. I'm thinking more like a I'm thinking more like a Josh Rosen trade. Like a second. Like you like okay. you just said. That might be what would be right. That might be more more right. That's the thing though. If Tua's value for a lot of teams is a second round pick, to me it's an it's a gimme to take one of the rookies. If right. I'm Houston, yeah. If Tua was in this draft and I'm Houston, I'm much he might be fifth. <laughs> might be sixth. He might not even be the top Alabama quarterback. I don't know. Well, did you see Devontae Smith said he prefers Mac, Mac Jones, Jones to I Tua? I did see that. Yeah, I, I, is that I him trying him. to not be drafted by Miami? <laughs> Maybe that actually could. It's a good job if uh, <laughs> if he doesn't want to be drafted by Miami. He did the trick. Um, Chicago, who do you got? Oh man, Bridgewater has been brought up as a possibility for them. They might just stick it. How out about Ryan Fitzpatrick with Foles? I like Fitz there. That makes sense. I'll go with Fitz. I think Fitz okay. is going to land himself a starting spot. And one of the one of the teams that just cannot get themselves into this quarterback carousel race. Any chance you think they could circle back around at Trubisky? Yes, I, I'm starting to think there's a chance too. Not not because they prefer it, because they because have to. They have to. Plan D. Um. Okay. In Minnesota, are you cousins? I'm cousins. Okay. Let's go to the NFC South. Brady and Matt Ryan. Unless yep. you want to put a rookie in Atlanta, but even if I I could see them drafting a guy, but Matt Ryan is there. Yeah. No matter what. So I, I th think the rookie starts the season on the bench, even if he, they draft one. I'm with you. New Orleans is got to be between Winston and Hill, right? I'm going to pick Jameis Winston. Why hasn't Drew Brees officially announced his retirement? I don't know. I, they did the contract thing, which sets it up as though he's going to retire. But they could have done that with an announcement. And there's been nothing. So... Every day that passes, I get a little more worried. As someone that owns Jameis Winston in multiple fantasy leagues, uh, Superflex, of course. But I'll pick Winston to stick with the Saints. I like that. As of right now, I would say Winston. Over Taysom Hill? Yes. Okay. I already had my big, bold prediction of this exercise by putting Dak Prescott uh, in Carolina. What do you have for the Panthers? I think whoever they draft at eight. Do you think that's my guess okay. is either to me it's either Bridgewater or Trey Lance or Justin Fields whoever is whoever falls to eight okay that I don't the owner might not be happy about that but that might be all they can do the owner being obsessed I, I'm gonna be obsessed with that all offseason with them uh, and then finally in the NFC West this one's pretty lock solid Russell Wilson Matthew Stafford Kyler Murray the only team with any sort of drama for this is San Francisco now, their GM today, John Lynch, said he believes Jimmy Garoppolo is his starting quarterback for 2021. He then followed up and said, 
We'll probably look, we'll probably see if we, let me get the exact quote. I have it right here. We probably need to add someone. That's when he was asked about, or when he was referring to the fact that both backups are uh, free agents, Bethard and Mullins. But on Garoppolo, he said, we probably need to improve ourselves. So if he's not there, we're all right. We can win games. He didn't just dismiss the possibility of Garoppolo being not being their guy. But to me, that sounds like John Lynch saying, if we can get to Sean Watson, Jimmy Garoppolo's not our quarterback. Real quick, what do you think of Nick Mullins as the backup quarterback in Buffalo? I like it. That's a, that's a high-quality backup in the league to me. A guy that can keep keep you above water. Give me to 500 football. I think Mullins can do that with a good team. He's been fine, fine. in the games he's played. Um, for now, though, with San Francisco, I will stick with Garoppolo. I think that's where the winds are blowing. Yeah, I'm at Garoppolo. Yeah. Watson or Bust, probably, if he's not the guy. If I'm them, that makes the most sense, Watson or Bust. And that's probably why they're not completely committal to Garoppolo. I, the, the, the Cousins rumor a couple weeks ago was weird. Yeah. Because I don't... I think Cousins is better than Garoppolo. I don't know how much of an upgrade. It's an upgrade to me, but... All right. Those are our predictions for the quarterback landing spots in the league. When we come back, quick word on Jeff Skinner. Any thoughts on that? Give us a call at 803-0550. It's the Nightcap with Jody Biasi and Brendan Keeney here on WGR. I mean, they're decent defensive forwards, but you're never going to get any sort of scoring from Skinner. So it was almost like they were setting up their own conclusion. Like, why don't we play Jeff Skinner on the fourth line for 12 games when his scoring absolutely craters? And by the way, like, let's say his scoring didn't absolutely crater. How many goals would we realistically have expected from Skinner in those minutes? Three? Two? I mean, it's not like you would have expected serious offensive output. He's not Connor McDavid. And it almost felt like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, let's put Skinner on the fourth line because of reasons. And then when he's on the fourth line for weeks, it's like, well, we're not getting anything out of Skinner, so we got to scratch him now. That evolution just never made any sense. TSN's Travis Yost. I might go back and listen to that again. He was super good on Skinner today. Find that at 803 or at WGR550.com and the radio.com. If you call in, you're not going to hear Travis Yost. Just, just a heads up. Um, <laughs> where are we at with this? I, I think it's pretty clear where most of us stand, but it's just it's getting weird. It's not even – it's past old-school head coach mindset, which is where I was at when they first sat him. If you – if your idea – of getting a spark out of Jeff Skinner was to put him in the press box because he's not going to learn anything. He he said it himself. He's played 700 games. He's played 11 years. What is he going to learn by watching a Sabre game Right. that he hasn't already experienced in the league? Of course it was about lighting a fire under his butt. But when you do it a second game in a row, now I don't know what you're doing. Now I think you're doing it because you don't think he's one of the 12 best forwards on your team. And to me, that is absolutely incredible that they could think that. That's why I'm to the point where I feel like there has to be something going on behind the curtains. Right? Doesn't there have to be? There ha- there, like, I, I just can't come up with an explanation. And unless his salary jades you into thinking that... Here, here's my problem. There is no way Jeff Skinner was... The issue. There's no, there's just no way. In terms of 
providing scoring opportunities, generating offense, creating chances. Sure, he's snake bit, but I never saw anything from Skinner's game to to make it look like it's he's quitting. Like, his line was generating offense. He was generating offense. Historically, he's a very good five-on-five scorer. Is his is his price tag the reason that he's getting... If, if he mean, was making $2 million a year, do you think he cu- would be scratched? I think, he'd, I think they would cut him. Maybe. I don't know. But I, j- I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I just don't know how you can look at some of the players on this roster and think the Sabres have a better chance to win with Shane in the lineup than Skinner. They have I, a better chance to win with Oposo in the lineup than Skinner. I just don't know how you can come to that conclusion. I think it's more the style of play, actually, than I, I shouldn't just say outright it's not a salary. I think it's more of a style than it is his salary. He is, a, he is not a great player in his own end. He's just not. He never has been, though. But... That to me is got. That's the only on ice explanation to where Ralph Kruger even somehow gets to the the spot he's in. But like you said, like you can only recklessly speculate on what would be going on behind the scenes. But you're almost left to do that when there's no on ice reasons left for what they're doing with him. And Ralph Kruger, like he he says repeatedly, and I do believe him that. It's only about hockey. But if something was going on behind the scenes, this is exactly what it would look like. And I just can't buy that. That it's only about hockey. I just cannot. <laughs> the guy the guy scored 40 goals two years ago. You haven't given him a chance to succeed this year by putting him on the fourth line. Like, how are you supposed to generate offense? And he still does. And then say it's all about hockey. I just can't buy that. Me neither. It, it's it's crazy. I don't know what's left to say on it because no one's going to disagree on this. I will say this. Professionally, it's the first interesting thing that's happened to them all season <laughs> like that we could talk about. Um, so part professionally, I'm kind of glad it's happened because, again, what else has happened this year that's like interesting to talk about? This is it. But part of the reason it's so interesting is it just makes zero sense. Um, again, more on this, go listen to Travis, because Travis was just on fire on it. Um, I wrote a piece, too, at w- <clears throat> excuse me, WGR550.com, if you want to check that out. I actually dug up some numbers. Uh, I'm not a huge numbers guy normally. I respect the numbers. I'm not normally the guy that like dives in. Highest rate of high-danger scoring chances of his Sabre career is this season for Skinner. More than his 40-goal season. He's first on the team in takeaways. He's first on the team in drawn penalties, rebounds created. Like, There's a bunch of numbers like that where he's like right at the top of the list for the Sabres this season. And the guy just can't, for the life of him, find his way into the top six. Real quick. Yeah. Reinhardt, Eichel, and Hall are all in the top five of posts hit this year. I know. Did you, I saw that. That's in, <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> the amount of bad puck luck they've gotten oh, this season. Goodness. This had to be the team that would get bad puck luck, right? Like just the team with the nine-year playoff drought, whose fans are just care more than anybody, are besides themselves about how bad the team is, and they're the ones who get the posts. It's okay, fine, hockey gods. What did we do for this? What did we do for this? To deserve this, I mean. Ugh. Let Briere and Jury walk. 
But that's not something we did. <laughs> something that happened to us. That was a bad thing, too, from the hockey gods. I don't know. We sold our soul somewhere down the road. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Garage Pass next, and then ESPN Radio. And we got the Sabres against the Devils again tomorrow night. So me and Brennan will be back on Friday talking to you some football and hockey uh, on Friday night. This has been the Nightcap here on WGR. Thanks for listening. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.